Good evening, good afternoon, good day, and welcome to Mindful Mondays. My name is Dr. Corliss Bennett, and I'm so glad that you're here with us on today. What a day, what a day in sunny, well, <laughs> sort of sunny Southern California. It had a little sun and we got rain, and you guys all know the song, It Never Rains in Southern California. Well, it's raining. <laughs> Um, so um, it's, a little, it's looking real gray and it's raining, but last week it was 80 degrees. Go figure. Um, Southern California has the strangest, California has the strangest weather, but Southern California does what it wants to do, when it wants to do it, how it wants to do it, and to whom it wants to do it to. Um, so Shauna, you're saying it's 80 degrees in Texas? And you're in Austin, correct? Austin, Texas. It is 80 degrees right now. At least that's what my watch is saying. I haven't been outside for quite some time, but it started in the 40s or 50s this morning. And like, you know, not but two, three days ago, it was probably, you know, feeling like uh, winter. Uh, right. Yeah, and things like that. So I, I agree. I think that weather is um, all over the place. It's a little erratic everywhere you go uh, yeah. and you just and that's partially why people are starting to also get colds and things like that because you just don't know what to wear at any given point in time um you're you know you start off in the morning and you're having to like bundle up and then by the afternoon it's like gorgeous sunny like hot and blistering and then for me I forget my coat then in the office because I'm leave and I'm like oh it's fine and then the sun goes down and it's you know, drops 20 degrees, but yeah. Well, I learned, unpredictable. Coat, I learned to keep a coat in the car, like a fi- or for real coat, not a play jacket. I mean, like a coat in the car. Uh, not just something cute. No, no, a coat, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> uh, I have one of those that going to kind of go like knit, knit thigh, like I guess a pea coat type. Is that what they call them? No. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, like a wool, like a wool coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have like a serious coat and it goes like kind of midway my, my thigh. And so um, I keep that in the car because you just don't know. And then I have to have a jacket that hangs on my seat, you know, my on the back of my seat. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. But but one thing for sure, and I would say this is probably, like you said, nationwide. I have a feeling that this summer is going to be the hottest summer from hell. Mm. I just feel like because we can't seem to get, you know, we were 80, de- we, we had a week of 80 degree weather in February here in, in Southern California, in Los Angeles. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot for real. Um, yeah. And there's a difference between like hot, like it's sunny, but then it's dry heat versus that humidity when that kicks in. Cause you summers in New York, right? you have humidity a little bit. It's not as bad as New York in the summer. Cause that but you know, really, that is hot is hot though. No, it is. It is for sure. <clears throat> and of course that happens right at the time that we're doing, at least I'm not in residence life anymore, but when I was, it's like July, August, right? When everyone's moving in and, <laughs> and um, you know, starting training and those sort of things, man, yeah, it, it does, it does get kind of hot, but then it tapers off and then it's nice. And then you have the backyard patio barbecues and and the temperature drops and you get the hot tub. 
Right. Well, like Donna <laughs> is saying in the chat, you know, that 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 heat is no joke. That Texas humidity should be illegal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially Houston. She's saying Houston for sure um, mm. is, is illegal. Um, just any any of that, uh, all y'all out that way during the summer is ridiculous. But but when I say humidity, that's when it's kind of wet hot, right? When the, the humidity hot. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. Right. And see here it's when like, it's like walking, stifling, kind of, yeah. And here it's like walking into an oven. There mm -hmm. is no moisture. It's just straight dry heat here in California. Um, but I just, I mean, all these, and then the snowstorms and tornadoes and in Texas, was that last week? The Kiana, was that last week y'all had torna tornadoes? Yes, yes, we did. Tornadoes it's in Texas, yes, and yes, all over the south, we, yeah. We had it, uh-huh, that happened. While we were at NASA, uh, my mom called and said, oh my goodness, you know, a tornado came through and wrecked some houses and some, you know, fast food places. Oh yeah, that happened. And mm -hmm. see, again, tornadoes in March. I mean, I don't, I mean, only now, let me just preface this by saying I've only lived in California. So I know that there are certain things called seasons. Uh, <laughs> we don't have them, but then, you know, I mean, we go by the calendar and say- You have your, your version of seasons. You right? have a version of it's spring right now, but then it's raining. And then you know, mm -hmm. it's summer and then it's, you know, cold and then it's hot. And then, yeah. Well, well yeah, it's about to be April. It's supposed to be April showers, right? April showers bring Mayflowers. What is supposed the Mayflower green, right? <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, according to the news guy, though, today, the weather guy on the news was saying that March is usually a month of rain. Uh, mm. Considering that today is damn near the last day, <laughs> almost the last day of the month. Um, yeah. So, it's, 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 I will definitely say that, you know, we've dealt with COVID for the last two years and we've dealt with, with COVID and this, the weather cycle is, is a part of COVID. I don't know. I don't know if the weather cycle has just got a feel of COVID, who knows, but it's definitely been uh, time. But I am happy to say that on today um, makes a year of Mindful Mondays. Woo! Oh, wow. Happy yes. anniversary. Congratulations. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you. I started last year. Um, Monday was uh, March 29th. And so today's the 28th. So you can't get no more closer than that. Right. So, yes. So this marks a year. And I tell you, it has been an incredible, incredible um, uh, what am I trying to say? It's just experience. That's what I'm trying yes, to say. Yes, yes. It has been an incredible experience. The guests that I've had, the things that have been said, the things that have come up. I mean, you know, um, my goal um, was to create a show where, um, where mental health can be talked about without question without wondering oh should we do mental health this week should we not do it you know I don't know about the other shows um, but I know with our show in the mix we have different uh, in the mix has various topics it could be about anything and so with mindful Monday it is really about the mental health situation uh, mm -hmm. being mindful um, and and the guests that I've had, I want to say thank you to all of them. I know some of them listen when they can. Some have classes now, but I've had some incredible guests, such as you. Um, I've had some incredible guests, and the main piece and the reason why that I wanted to do Mindful Mondays was because I was dealing with grief. 
Mm. I was dealing with the loss of my dad who died two years ago this month, March 1st, 2020. And I thought about, I said, you know, I, I have a therapist. I did group therapy. Um, and, 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 and I don't have a problem telling people. And I even tell my students. And when I tell them, then they go, oh, so it's okay. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't mean you're Absolutely. crazy. You know, <laughs> like it did back in the day, I guess, when we were younger, it's like, oh, you got a counselor. I mean, you got a therapist or you go to counseling. Ooh, you must be crazy or whatever the case may be. Oh, my girl is on, Terry. Oh, hey. A beautiful, um, anyway. a beautiful thing a mentor once said to me um, is he was like, you know, I go to counseling. Right. And then he said, and I am probably the happiest person that you will meet and see. And it's because right. you have I go to counseling. Exactly. exactly. Um, and, and, and he would put on his calendar, you know, going to counseling or going therapy. <sighs> and he would tell people about it too, exactly what you're saying, to normalize that it's okay, that people do it, um, that people go, that people... Um, can benefit from it, that it's helpful to process. Um, I call it my, um, my verbal journaling. Ooh. I get to talk about what I might be going through and help process and have it repeated back to me or paraphrased. And, and sometimes there's something about that action of someone saying, here's what I, what I heard you say. And then you could either be like, ooh, that's what I'm going through. Hold on. Um, or you could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you get affirmed that you're not alone. And, um, and maybe you get a shift of perspective because once you hear that, a lot of times um, the very advice that you need to hear, you tell other people, not yourself. Um, and so a lot of times when you hear someone say back to you your own words, that's when you realize how it sounds out loud and then you can, you know, you know, correct or, or uh, use your coping mechanisms or rethink and change your perspective of how you were thinking about it and recognize the tape that's playing and maybe where it's coming from and how it might have been good the, that when you, you know, first started it, but how life has changed and maybe you need to, you know, adjust your strategies. So it's just a really helpful um, process. Um, just similarly, counseling is coaching and, right. you know, coaching for different, you know, things. And you can be specific and, hey, I'm going to coaching for, um, you know, couples or for parenting or, like you said, for grief or I'm, you know, getting coached, life coach, or a career coach for that specific thing in your life that you might be wanting to, to work on, or it can be more holistic and, and um, talking about counseling and helping you, helping have a guide through that process and, you know, those sort of things. So, so such, such a good thing, and especially in the Black community, um, that's something that often doesn't get talked about. Right. Um, yeah, very, very true. I mean, and, and rightly so. I mean, you know, when you talk about the Black community and you think about medical, doctors, any kind of things of that nature, you know, you go back and you start thinking or, or you're reminded of the Tuskegee um, 
experiment or mm -hmm. the sterilization of women um, and other different things that have just been awful to black folk over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so that's why, you know, when I, when I, when, when I uh, talk to students and things and I say, no, I, I have a therapist and they're like, you know, so it's almost like, it's like, it's okay. You have one, you're, you know, Corliss, you have giving one, permission. Okay. Yes. Right? It's yes. okay. Then if she has one, then it must be okay. And I, and I never, I've never had a problem, you know, sharing that with students because I know that they need to hear that in order to pop per, the perhaps to take the time to make an appointment themselves. Yes. You know, um, over the years I've, I've walked students, you know, students will come see me. And even though I'm not a counselor, a, a, a counselor, sociologist, uh, I guess by trade, mm -hmm. but I've been counseling forever right? In our jobs, we do this all day, every day, several times a week, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, you know, once I tell, I'm like, you know, a, th a therapist, you know, it's like, I don't want, people are going to think I'm crazy. Nope. It's really interesting. That's one of the biggest fears, isn't right. it? Is people are going to, people are going to judge me. People I've got are going to, you know, say something about me, think I'm crazy, think right. there's something wrong with me, think that I'm not good enough. That's where imposter syndrome comes up a lot for, for people. Um, absolutely. And so it's just, it's so interesting because we know that help, getting help is necessary. And we know that strong, brave, courageous people um, seek help. But then when it comes to us asking for help, we know that we would help, we would go out of our way to help others. Right. But when it's up to us to then ask for help, it's like, oh, wait, 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 which is so, so fascinating. I love right. Renee, Renee Brown talks about that too, of like, when we, what we see in others, we call courageous or brave, but when we're called to do it, we're so fearful of doing it. We put on that armor and we're like, no, no, no. I just, I couldn't possibly, I can't be that vulnerable. Uh, so fascinating. And that was the thing. It was like, no, you go, oh, you got a counselor. Oh, you go to therapy. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you one thing, what COVID has done, mm. COVID has changed that whole mind, that whole mind frame and, and yes. conversations about it that have come up. I, I, I always bring up my girl, Simone Biles. She was mm -hmm. like, I'm not doing it. I'm sitting down. Y'all leave me the hell alone. Yes. I'm not finna, I'm not finna kill myself knowing that I'm not feeling my, my total self. Yes. And so when that happened, you know, we have talked about more, we've talked more about mental health, uh, mental awareness, all those things in the last two years than we've ever had that I can recall. And I, and, and what has happened is, you know, the more thing that where we are in life, as far as COVID and all this craziness and, and, mm -hmm. you know, people just saying, Hey, I, I can't, I, yes, I have a therapist, you know, before you could never get anyone to, to admit that. Now right. I was like, yeah, I was talking to my therapist. Like I was in a conversation with somebody. It was like, yeah, I was talking to my therapist and she said, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, good for you. I got therapist too, you know? Right. And, and, and the issue getting to normalize it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I was, I, um, so, so, so just to give everybody, we just, I just saw <laughs> Dr. Sombers um, this last week, we both were at a conference for student affairs um, professionals in, in mm -hmm. higher ed in Baltimore. So I just saw her for the first time in a long time. Um, so uh, we were there together um, amongst the other 4,000 people. <laughs> um, but one of the things that, that comes up is that it's okay now. 
And before mm -hmm. in the black community, again, dealing with the Tuskegee piece and the women's sterilization of women is that it's okay now. And, and so when I flew in, I flew out on Friday night on a red eye, 11 p.m., got in at 7 a.m. So I slept the whole flight. And then I ended up um, doing a program with one of my students um, who's an uh, alum that's a black dermatologist. You know, you don't have many black dermatologists. She's out in Baltimore. And um, I went, I did something at her church and, and led a program with middle school kids. And so they had a bigger group and we broke them in half. So I had like six and the other person had six or whatever. And I, you know, I just asked, I said, you know, how many people have therapists? And three of them raised their hand, which was mm -hmm. first of all, nice that they had no problem admitting it. Mm -hmm. and I did talk about myself having therapy, mm -hmm. uh, a therapist, but one of the things that was really interesting is it's almost to the fact that it, it's not that you're crazy that you have a therapist. It's crazy if you don't have one. You know what I mean? It's, it's gotten to that point. You think so? It's, it's think reached so. that. It's reached that threshold. To a point where everybody needs to to think about handling that. I mean, most medical insurances cover mm. um, uh, therapy um, and 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 those type of things because we are going. Our, our lives have changed so much in the last two years, and it's to the point really that everybody needs to get something because that again, that I love what you said. What did you say? You said verbal. What did you say? Journaling. Uh, verbal. I love that. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. That is so. That's how I think about it. I love it. Verbal journaling, and I love mm -hmm. that because sometimes I don't like to write just for me. I don't like right. to write stuff down. Right. I, I just don't. You know, now mm -hmm. I'll take notes if it's a you know program or if I'm at a you know at a session or whatever. But just to start writing stuff down, I just I never was I just never I don't know why. But verbal, oh my god, verbal journaling. And so you know, I, I feel like folks have really taken the time to say, you know what, I need I just need to get some help. I just need to go talk to somebody. And 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 so thus why Mindful Monday started was I felt like. You know, if I brought on certain guests, they would help me through my grief. And, Amen. and I'm not the only one grieving. I just happened to grieve right before COVID, March, you know, March 1st. The funeral was on the 12th, which was a Thursday. That mm -hmm. Saturday, some of the basketball players started showing up uh, positive. And by that next Wednesday, the whole world was shut down and everybody was working from home. And it was just- Well, and what's interesting about <clears throat> having gone through the lockdown period is we were all grieving at that right. point right. because there was a loss of, you know, what we thought the future was going to hold, you know, how we had structured our routines. Right. There was so much loss that we had to acknowledge those stages and go through them all together. Which but is, the loss was just so deep though, because it was just every other day, you know, somebody was saying, oh, my mom, oh, my cousin, oh, my uncle, mm -hmm. oh, my sister, oh, my brother. And it was just, it was just. Right. In addition to the loss of people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You're just mm -hmm. everywhere. You know what I mean? And so it, 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 it really, it really made you really take time to sit back and think about what was going on. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, with COVID, COVID really, <laughs> COVID really put us in check when it comes to just being able to deal with life well and figuring out what was most important Indeed. and what you are making time for I know when we were talking it was also about figuring out how much sleep you needed 
and making time for it and being okay with it and realizing how exhausted we were. Um, yeah, so much. So, you know, when, when I think about like all the different guests I've had, psychologists, I've had sociologists, I've had um, um, all, all types of folks on, on, the, on, on the podcast. And it's been, I mean, people will text me later and I didn't even, you know, you tell people, hey, or I put it on Facebook, hey, you know, my show, whatever. And then all of a sudden I just, I just I randomly would talk to someone. It's like, yeah, I heard your show yesterday. And I was like, oh, you, you know, like they don't necessarily tell me that they're listening. Right. Right. Like this, this kind of this happenstance, like, oh, yeah, I was listening to your show last week and I saw that you were doing blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you listen? There's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, wow. So now (laughs) you're making an impact. And not only that, because people might not be listening right when you're recording it. But then with it being available on, you know, all the podcast platforms, you know, um, that that's certainly an opportunity for people to continue to learn and grow and develop and reflect based on the information that you're putting out there. And what the uh, other thing I would say, because you mentioned like um, insurance is certainly knowing that the employee assistance program and most places of work is also short-term ways to you know, be able to reach out if you don't have a person identified and then they could potentially help you get connected mm-hmm. to some of those other counseling services as well. No, absolutely. And I, so I know for me, it has helped me personally, you know, having uh, Mindful Mondays because the, again, the, the whole idea from Jump was to um, start something where um, I'm bringing on guests that would help me through my grief. And I know that, it, you know, everybody else was grieving in their, you know, in their way that mm-hmm. this would be something. And it just turned into just having all types of, of steps to this and five ways to think about that and six ways to think about this. And how about that? You know, and, yeah. and providing like, frameworks to put what you're experiencing, what you're going through or how, what you're feeling. Right putting some frameworks, giving some language, you know, finding ways to express it. And again, be in community with other people. So you're not feeling like you're just, you're doing it alone or that you're the only one experiencing it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm so excited. I thought about, I was like, oh my God, it's been a year and, and hopefully years to come. And, and, um, when I tell people about it, when I hear someone say that they're a counselor, I'm like, excuse me, what do you do? Excuse me. I'm, I know we just met, but. <laughs> you want to hey, come on my show? My show. <laughs> and, yes. and, a lot, and, several, and several folks I've met that way um, where I've asked them to be a part of it. Um, so, you know, that was the, the beginning um, as far as 2000, what's this, 2021 was to kind of start off in that way. And then it just kind of began to continue to morph into different pieces and then you know um then we had you on and then january which i mean i still you know talk about this all the time you know about the year starting off thinking mm-hmm. about yourself in a positive manner yes. and anytime i hear someone i say you know i'm doing i said i don't know if you listen to my podcast but you know this year's theme is about positivity and about yes. thinking about ourselves in a positive manner i said we are so quick to say, oh, the, you know, the New Year's resolution is so deadly. It's so deadly. <laughs> and it's interesting how 
um, you know, everybody's got some kind of reason. Well, this year I'm doing this and, oh, I'm giving up this for this and, oh, I can't do that. And, and it's, it's so, it, it, it puts so, so much stress on you. Mm -hmm. And so we started- And this is about the time of year that people, you know, stop seeing the- stop. If they haven't already the dropped off with their resolutions that Stop going to the gym, you mean, <laughs> if that was one of them. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, starting off this year with that positive note, now that when I hear someone talk to me about anything, I say, you know, mm. one of the things that I'm doing, you know, on, on my podcast is that keeping things in a positive nature because we are always thinking about what we don't have. She has this, I don't have that. I should be this, I should be thin, I should be thin, you know? And, and we're going through that whole cycle instead of just saying, you know, what, what makes me happy? Yes. And think about things that make us happy, that gives and us- you know, positive. what's interesting about, as you just said that, I thought of this um, kind of quote is, people will often say, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. And then I saw a meme or something that said, well, the grass is greener where you water it. That part, see? And so then it's like, hey, if I pay attention to what is positive or what is already in me, what's innate in me, you know, what I'm good at and I celebrate where I'm, I'm already, you know, accomplishing and I invest more in that, well, that grass is going to be really green. Right. And I might start, you know, blooming flowers and trees and really, you know, be able to have a full community. I like that. The grass is green mm -hmm. when you water it. Is that what you where said? You, where you, where water. you water Yep, it. yep. That's where it's green. So you might think it's greener on the other side, but is that because you're not paying attention to where you have planted seeds in yourself? Or maybe those seeds are not really, you know, meant to be nourished or able to be developed. But I'm, I keep looking over at somebody else's, you know, spot um, and then wondering, you know, uh, striving for what they have, not recognizing how much work and investment they might be putting in to that lawn or in this case themselves. And so I'm coveting that, but yet I'm not doing that work for myself. So this is that shift in perspective of, you know, where's that release valve <laughs> to like let go some of those um, things that haven't been serving you, um, those ideas about um, where we should be competent or where we should be, um, you know, investing more or what we, what it should look like to be this type of person or leader or manager or whatever, um, rather than looking at what do I do naturally? How do I think naturally? How do I feel? How do I respond to things naturally? And maybe that's how I'm going to be my best leader or I'm going to be the best manager is by doing that more or, or seeking to understand where that's coming from. And if that's a point of frustration or a point of, you know, something that gets you into trouble, quote, unquote, that happens. We talked about that where it's like the talking got you in trouble in school, but it is what gets you connected to all the people that you bring onto your show to be a guest. Right. And that's, you know, the talent that Clifton Strengths calls woo or winning others over, finding the points of connection between yourself and other people that you're meeting and helping them network and helping them connect. And you're doing that through the show. And so if you didn't recognize that 
gift in yourself. It truly is a gift um, and something that not everyone has and not everyone naturally thinks about and, and works towards or, or even is inclined to in, get joy from it the same way you do. And once you recognize that, then, then you can invest in it more and that grass will then be greener and other people will be looking over going, man, I wish I was like you. Not that that's the desire. We want people to be more like themselves and to begin to, to I think there's, there's a myth of as you grow, you will you know, change. And certainly there's growth and development, but it's more so as you grow, you will become more and more like yourself. Hmm. So probably if I, like we, we just <coughs> talked about with you, but probably there's stories of how you interacted, how you engaged with people, what activities you were drawn to that can be observed from your family members from childhood, from teenager, from you know college. If you trace back the breadcrumbs, you just were developing and honing more and more to become who you are. Depends on which thing you were investing in, which thing people were celebrating and rewarding you for and acknowledging you for, then those are the things that come out of you more or get developed more because the grass is greener <laughs> where you water it. So, and I say that to managers a lot of time too, because we'll say, um, oh, I don't understand why this <clears throat> staff person does it this way or, you know, those sort of things. And it's like, well, what are you telling them? Are you only telling them what not to do or are you encouraging them also in what you want them to keep doing? Right. Hey, you did this really well. Um, how do we... Um, and how often do we hear that? Well, and not just the, okay, not just the, you did a good job. Right. Because what does that actually tell me? That, that hasn't given me information about what I should keep doing or what you appreciated about what I did, right? or what you want me to um, role model for other people in the department so that they do it. So what you celebrate again, or where you water, that's what you're gonna also produce. Wow, yeah. Well, the thing that, that I really feel like when we focus on the positive, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like you said, excuse me, in focusing on the positive, then the, the negative or the things that you, you perceive as negative towards you, against you, with you, whatever the case may be, tend to seem less. And, and, and I think that what has happened is that this COVID has really made folks think about where they, where they're, where, where they are in mm -hmm. their lives. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, it, it's forced you to be by yourself, number one, yes. Yes. right? So if you're working from home and if you're single like me, I'm, I live by myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm by myself and I'm, it's one thing to be by yourself, but to be by yourself, you know, all day long at home is a totally different way. Right. 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 With the same you know, environment, the same. Right. <laughs> yes. Like for example, it's 531 here on the, on the West coast, mm -hmm. right? 
So the workday ended at five. Mm-hmm. At 5.01, I'm still sitting on the same couch mm-hmm. next to the same wall, you know, mm-hmm. with the same light, you know, shining on me. And it's yeah. like, there's no break. You know, you know, it's really, it, you know, <laughs> I will say- Transition time. The transition. And I will say this, this, this whole COVID thing has definitely- helped me and I'm sure others have an appreciation for di- things that you used to complain about. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, work. Oh, I hate work. Da, 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 da. But now when you don't get a chance to leave your house to go to work, mm-hmm. you know, that transition to work, to be at a different place, then come five o'clock, if you are lucky to be able to leave at five o'clock on your job and actually like go home, it's like, okay, that was work. Now I'm headed to the mall or I'm headed to this yes. or I'm doing that. And then I come home and now I'm going to relax. I'm going to turn on the TV and, you know, watch these shows or whatever, watch Family Feud for two hours, you know, whatever that looks like. When you are at home, there's no transition. And so I think for me, that's what was driving me completely nuts. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. And so, you know, having opportunities to get out and walk, you know, um, get in the car and just go. Oh, you know, you just, you, you, we take for granted so much, um, so much, so much, you know, that we complain about that now when it's lost, you say, you know what, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And it did give me a sense of transition when I could leave home to go to work and leave work to come back home and leave work at work and home is home where now everything is home. And, and what I hear you saying too is having gratitude as bad as it might be whatever you're going through there's got to be at least one thing you could be thankful for absolutely and when you're able to find that one thing that you're thankful for that shifts it just it like impacts your whole body it shifts how you're thinking about the whole day instead of man that was a crappy day you can say well at least this or you know like I'm or for me, this is, this is what would happen. I would be like, man, that was a rough day. Super hard, super hard. And I would have my gratitude journal and I would be like, man, I went through, you know, this argument or this conflict or this, whatever it is. And I was like, you know what? That was probably good. Wait, why was that good? Well, it, it made me aware that I was doing this and I wasn't aware of that before. So now that I'm aware that's the first step to making a change or deciding intentionally to keep doing it or not. And so that's feedback. Right. And feedback is a gift on a silver platter because people don't have to give you feedback. So if they're giving you feedback, it's not confrontation, it's care confrontation. They are caring and investing in you. It is. They're caring and investing in you to say, hey, this is something that you did that could have been better, that, um, that now you can do, you can choose to do something with or not. Um, and so that feedback loop is, is so, so helpful. And, and so as I'm writing out my little, you know, gratitude journals, like, man, it was a hard day. It was so rough. All these things went wrong. And it's like, well, actually, if I take that same action, that same activity, and I think about what was positive and what was good about it, I feel differently about it. I think differently about it. That like, did you, did you see the Pixar movie, um, 
in, in Inside Out? No, I did not. I okay, should. So, yeah, in the movie, it's it's about this little girl and the feelings that she has in her head. And they're characterized by these caricature, characters. And they have core memories as like marbles. And as she has a memory or an experience or whatever um, the case may be, the core memory comes out and it'll be in the color of whatever feeling that she has. And then eventually those feelings or those memories go into a part of her brain that creates an island. And so she has a family island and a friendship island and, you know, like all of these memories are what's making up, you know, memories and the feelings about the memories are what making up kind of what you value, what you do, you know, those sort of things. And so in part of the movie, there's one character, Sadness, and she touches the core memory and shifts it from happiness to sadness. And, and all the other characters are like, what? Oh my goodness, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, you ruined it. And what they come to realize is that sadness was there all along. Mm. You know, just like what we're talking about here is like that, that thread of what we can be grateful for is there all along. It's about what you choose to pay attention to, what you choose to water. Mm -hmm. in your lawn mm -hmm. or what you choose to celebrate or acknowledge as a supervisor or manager or point out or what you choose to give feedback about whether it be critical or negative feedback or what to stop doing or more positive feedback of this is what I appreciate in you this is what I saw you do this is what you do that no one else does that you contribute to the team in this way like you know, it was always there all along. It's not that by thinking this way or by doing this thing, it changes it. It just allows you to see it from a different angle. I almost think about a kaleidoscope in that way. Like you're shifting what was already there to see different and new ways of, of seeing the same thing. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Interesting. And, yeah. and, and, and I, when you said the kaleidoscope, the kaleidoscope, has all these different colors and, it, and yeah. the thing about it is just how you shift it right mm -hmm. it's like and where the light shines and right and then when you turn it you know you haven't changed the actual colors on exactly. each of the different I, I call it planks I don't I don't know what to call mm -hmm. it but mm -hmm. you know it's just that if you shift it you know if I shift this down and this up Mm -hmm. We haven't changed that this is orange and blue and green, but we but but when we shift it down, we're putting it up against this purple, green, and yellow. And so it makes it different. Um, and so I, I guess what I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that we need to make life shifts. Yes. That was deep, huh? Ooh. Ooh, you go. <laughs> I was just like, and when you said that, I was like, yeah. And, I, and that's yes. what I thought about. It, it's it's about us making our own life shift shifts yes. in our lives and i think that people are afraid to do that mm. they're mm -hmm. afraid to they know that if they did this okay if i did this oh, i better not because that means this and it, and and we're afraid to make that that shift and what has happened is covid has forced us to make shifts that we're that we normally would not make Mm -hmm. things that we would normally like not do you know like actually thinking about ourselves and how 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 and how we fit into this this craziness that was COVID 
mm-hmm. you know, or you know, being a part of, of like with families and things of that nature because of COVID. If COVID forced COVID forced marriages to either go well or not so well. Mm-hmm. It forced families to talk to each other. You know, <laughs> this wonderful thing called a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because sometimes I, <clears throat> for example, at the conference, I was sitting at the table eating breakfast mm-hmm. and I'm looking around and everybody's like, yep. They're walking. Yep. Like, it's funny because you're walking. And so, you know how you can see the you can see around you, but you're still on your phone and mm-hmm. everybody was just tap, 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 tap. And everything was really, we yes. put our whole lives into this thing. Yes. yes. And it's scary. Yeah. Because I know when I misplace it, when you misplace your phone, don't you lose your complete everlasting yes. life? Yes, yes, And it's sitting like where you left it on the counter, but you're in the other room. You're like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And then, uh, uh, and you're just- in That's the, the one thing I love about my Apple Watch is I can page my phone. <laughs> right. But, but you had to get something to do that because you uh-huh. have your phone somewhere so many places. But, but we are so connected to this yes. more than we've ever have in life. And, and what's happening is now, because we're so connected, you actually have to tell folks, I know somebody tells them no cell phones at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go back to the old school thing called mm, talking to each other. Yes. Yes. Well, what's interesting about that. Okay. Here's a juxtaposition, like shifting that kaleidoscope. There are families who were you know, you know, separated by states or by countries that weren't on a regular talking to each other. Right. And then because of COVID, they got, they, they shrunk their circles and they started realizing, Hey, you know, we can do a family text group chat. We could do a family zoom. We can, you know, zoom into the wedding and not even if we didn't fly in or whatever the case may be. So yes, I think it's a both and situation of yes, technology and our phones can be a suck and can take us away from interaction and connection in person. And it can also be a life raft and a lifesaver to connect with people when they are far away and we're not able to reach out to them so that you don't feel so alone. So, you know, um, both things can exist at the same time. Right. And that's the beauty of um, different difference and uh, different of difference of perspective as well right. is recognizing that you might have a different culture, a different understanding, a different perspective, a different way of doing it, a different way of reacting or feeling about it. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other, or one right. is less than the other, or one right. is inferior than the other. It, it just is. And so accepting and acknowledging that like that is your experience and that is okay. And this is my experience and that's okay. It doesn't mean that I want to like not learn about or shun your experience either. Um, it's both and, and that in itself is a shift in perspective. And the example that I like to use there is often like, if I came over to dinner, <coughs> oftentimes we'll say this, we'll say, um, you know, I had a great time, but now I have to go, you know, and that's a normal statement that we hear. I had a great time, but I had to go. And if I said it differently, it would be, I had a great time and I have to go. Both of those things are true. 
the fact that I have to go isn't like below or less than or makes my good time less than. Right. You know, it's like, but, you know, even though it was a good time, oh, boo, like now I have to go, you know, no. Both of them are okay and can be on equal playing fields of I had a great time and now I'm on to another thing. And so that just, that just shift in perspective or having a framework or having the tools to think differently about the same things, I I just, mm, that just gives me goosebumps. Well, what is, so going back to what you said a little bit earlier, just Mm -hmm. a tad bit earlier about people communicating, there there are so many families now that are communicating with each other that never communicated this much. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and it's because, like I said, you know, that's why I call them, I call them pandemic positives. You know, Mm -hmm. if if there's such a thing, right? If there's such a thing, a pandemic positive. And one of the things that has happened is that people are communicating more and more because now, and like you said, it's like, you know, one of my friends, they did, they did um, Thanksgiving and everybody Mm -hmm. got on Zoom from the different households so that everybody could at least say hi to each other. You know, hello, yes, everybody catch up and and be like, I love it. And so it was just like, hey, so-and-so, what you guys eating? Oh, how we eating so-and-so? Oh, that much. Oh, is that so-and-so's mac and cheese? I was like, oh, y'all need to send some of that to me, you know? And 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 it forced people, because of what, what it was, the pandemic as it as it was, it forced people to go ahead and reach out more to their family and friends. It mm-hmm. forced people to talk more, to share more. Um mm-hmm with their family and friends because of the fact that we were, you know, quarantined to our homes, mm-hmm. you know, can't, you know, can't go out and play and so and such. So, okay, well, what are we going to do? Well, let's, let's zoom and figure this out or, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that pandemic positive really gave folks a different perspective about themselves and about mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, you know, you think it's like, you know, you never would have thought that you would be at home and that you had to stay put or yeah. you might catch, you know, this disease, you know, yeah. or the, the likelihood of catching it was definitely stronger if you kept going outside to play, for lack right. of better words. Right. And so now, um, which I don't, I can't stand the fact that everybody's thinking that this is over. It's not over, but everybody, you know, they've told people, oh, you don't need your mask now. You don't need this. And so I'm like, yeah, but the pandemic is still here, people. Mm-hmm. I, I wear my mask, so I'm not worried about it, but because um, I always have mine on, but, but it forced me to just a slow down. Number one, mm-hmm. okay? you know how we can do in higher ed. We own it, and especially if you're in a, a department where there's programs and you want to support your students' programs. And mm-hmm. I mean, I would be out every night to like I would get to work at ten a.m. because I would be out to nine and ten at night, yes. going, you know, supporting the students' programs. Yes. And so I was telling my boss, I'm like, <clears throat> I can't be here at eight. If Those jobs where you're student facing. Honestly, the student-facing jobs where your most of your meetings or your programs or your activities or engagement with those students are in the evenings. After five, it's really hard to also then expect those same people to be at work at eight in the morning for right. all the all the meetings. Right. Um, but yet, I think you know, often our field expects both. Right. They want you to do and, but both and. I both guess. and. I know. They want to do both and. Yeah, well, my boss, I was like, look, I won't be here till 10, period. Yes. 
Because yes. I'm here till 10 at night while you are sitting at home with your husband or your boyfriend or your wife or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, chilling, having dinner. I'm here at a program having dinner with my students. I'm not mm-hmm. complaining because that's what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. But know that I'm not going to be here when you get here at eight o'clock in the morning. So don't be come looking for me. Don't be leaving mm-hmm. no messages with my students. I'm like, where is she? Tell her she needs to. No. And that's the beauty <laughs> of, because what you're talking about there is setting boundaries and setting expectations and advocating for yourself and all of those sort of things. And just going back to what you were talking about a little bit earlier is um, what was interesting is that people were home. So they were longing for engagement. Right. And what they were maybe taking for granted is engagement with you know, maybe strangers and that interaction of every day, the hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. And so in the absence of that, they then um, were able to seek out the people that they wanted to stay connected to, that they wanted to invest in, that they wanted to, you know, um, whether that be family, you know, by biology or by your heart and the community that you create. And so right. that's, that's really what was interesting about that is we were longing for that connection and we sought it out from the people that we might not have been connecting with when we had the interaction with strangers or with, right. you know, coworkers or people who weren't as bonded to you. So it really made you think about who do I want to be invested, investing in, which oh, is interesting. Right. No, you're right. You're right. Um, And so when we focus on going back to, you know, January, when Mm -hmm. you, you know, had the month you were on the show and we were talking about the positive, Mm -hmm. looking at the positive, what, what would it, what would it be like if we think thought of ourselves in the positive light? Yeah. And, and so when, so when I catch someone that says something, you know, about themselves negative, I said, well, well, what's the positive piece of that? Well, such and such. I said, why don't you think about the positive? Uh Uh-huh aspect why not not? have you ever thought about that and it's like well no I'm like yeah you you think that that your mind tends to to free up a little bit if it it, should say opens up for lack of better words of describing it right now just it frees up space because you're not bearing it down with negativity Mm -hmm. right and so you know, and I'm not, and I, I, I want the listeners to know I'm not this happy person that's happy all the time and everything no. is wrong. Never said that, never said that, never said that. But I will say this, when you focus on the positive aspects of your life, the mm-hmm. positive things that you're doing for yourself, for mm-hmm. others, for your mm-hmm. job, for whatever, you tend to be more happy. Yes. You tend to be you know, less stressed, Yes. you know, so again, I'm, I just, again, I want to put this out here. I'm not saying I don't have stress. I mean, cause I, you know, unfortunately right. I don't have anybody, you know, call, calling my university president. Cause this is not a, a, a college president. You know, this is not a university work related thing, but you know, I just, I, I know that this year that has been my thing. It's like, okay, Corliss, you need to stay away th- from things that, that you know are going to stress you. And if mm-hmm. they are going to stress, you find the, the the silver lining of of the positivity, the positive piece of that stress. Mm-hmm. If that yes. makes sense, it does make sense. Good, I'm glad. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, glad. because okay, so I have a couple of quotes that I like to think about when I'm thinking about 
um, positivity or positive thinking. Um, and so one of them, let's see. Okay, here, here's one of them. Staying positive does not mean that things will turn out okay. Mm. Rather, it's knowing that you will be okay mm. no matter how things turn out. Oh, say that again. Repeat that again. Staying positive doesn't mean that things will turn out okay. Rather, it, it is knowing that you will be okay no matter how things turn out. Interesting. So just flips it, you flip it. Flipping it. So here's another one. Being positive isn't pretending everything is good. Right. It's seeing the good in, in everything. everything. Yes. Ooh. Say that again yeah. for the listeners. Being positive isn't pretending everything is good. It's seeing the good in, in everything. everything. Because yes. there is something good in everything. In everything. Um, and so you're not pretending. Take the time to. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Here's another one. Take the time. Okay, go ahead. Being positive is not. In, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Being positive in a negative situation is not naive. It's leadership. Wait, say that again? Yep. Being positive in a negative situation is not naive. Okay. It's leadership. Mm. Mm. Being positive mm. in a negative situation is not naive. It's leadership. Because you're able to pull the positivity out. Mm -hmm. And you're able to see what can be done rather than what cannot be done. Right, 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 wow. And so what is a leader, but in the face of- Adversity. Being able to figure out what are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go? How are we gonna feel about this? Um, so much of, you're talking about um, COVID, so much of COVID has been us learning about ourselves, certainly, but learning about our trauma responses. Mm, mm, mm. In when something is, you know, it's not necessarily attacking us, but if something is threatening yeah. our sense of safety or security, mm -hmm. we will either fight, you know, like we punch it, we argue, we, you know, we're, we're angry, we will take flight, we run away. Um, we cower, we hide, and none of these things are wrong or bad. Certainly, there is just responses, is, right? Right. So we might fight, we might take flight, or we might freeze. And so I might just like be stuck, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know, you know, how to deal with it. And I just somebody tell me what to do, um, just because I freeze. But a, a fourth one is to frown or another way, because they did that because of the Fs, but, or to appease. So you might in trauma, just do whatever you're told, you go along. Mm. And that's often a response in racial trauma. Mm. And so we've been talking about COVID, <laughs> but in the midst of that, we also went through um, some racial trauma. And so people were either fighting or taking flight or freezing where they're like, I just, I can't deal with it. I'm going to shut everything off, you know, or they're like, I'm just going to keep doing whatever 
I need to do to just, you know, not think about it, not deal with it, whatever, whichever trauma response you might have been going through during that time. So that's a kind of framework of like, because all of this positive thing is essentially saying, let's take a look at ourselves and Mm -hmm. whether you need someone else to help you process that or listening to shows helps gives you language for that or taking an assessment helps you like assess where you're at at baseline and then what do you choose to do about it so once you find that out about yourself um then then you have a choice then you can choose the direction or choose not to do anything about you know like no what I like that about myself I'm going to keep doing that but at least there's now an awareness of it and and so now you can you can do that. And, and as we're wrapping up, four more minutes. I want to share. Huh? I want to share. Oh no, that went fast. I'll hold on. <coughs> yeah, my, my throat has been. I think the weather is just changing and then the wind. Exactly. And allergies. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't get enough tea. I can't get enough water. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I want to share one more thing that because this was our two month mark check in. And I had given. Um, some thoughts about, hey, let's observe, let's see how we're thinking about things. So next thing I want you all to think about as we're, you know, preparing for um, the next half of, or next part of the year is thinking about your well-being, mm. your well-being. And so Gallup also has a, uh, a book that they recently came out with, with, it's called Well-Being at Work. Mm. well-being at work how to build resilient and thriving teams um but there is also a book that's just called well-being that they came out in 2010 that's more individual but what's beautiful about it is that it it describes five uh elements of well-being and so i want to just share this as again a framework to be thinking about <clears throat> where you're well, the five elements of well-being is uh, one is career well-being. Okay. So you like what you do every day. So do you like what you do every day? And so for me, I think about on a scale from one to 10, do you like what you're doing every day? And if no, let's check in. Why is that? What is contributing to that, et cetera? The second one is social well-being. So you have meaningful friendships in your life. And so that's more about what we were talking about in terms of staying connected with family and friends and who do you want to invest in? So on a scale of one to 10, how do you think your social well-being is doing? Um, The third one is financial well-being. So do you manage your money well? And how do you feel about it? you feel like you got a good grasp on that tax season's coming up you know do you do you understand all of the different you know rules and regulations and you know retirement and all of these different things or does that cause you a trauma response right so financial well-being on a scale of one to ten the next one is physical well-being so do you have the energy to get things done and people will often talk about time management but I think it's more so energy management. You said energy management? Energy management. Because a lot of times we'll carve out time for things and we'll make time for things. We'll have the whole day to do something. And then we just 
don't what feel like it because we don't have the energy to do the thing and so if you can manage your energy then you can better manage your time and manage your well-being and then the fifth and final one as we close out the hour is community well-being which is exactly the reason why happy anniversary you brought this community together to talk about well-being and is it it's you like where you live you like where you live and so then that's about are you investing in your community are you volunteering are you you know appreciating what's you're surrounded with and that's your your community well-being so career social financial physical and community the five elements of well-being again through gallup like the clifton strengths and can certainly be a tool a framework um, that can be used to think more positively about yourself. Thank you again for having me. Once again, I'm Shauna Sobers, and you can find me at shaunatsobers.com. Yes, well, Miss Dr. Sobers, I totally appreciate it. I love that I was able to see you. We haven't seen each other in a while. Thank you, thank you for coming back, and I'm gonna have to bring you back on and do a check-in to see where we're at in a couple months. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, and I'm going to check out this well-being, these five, these five uh, well-being pieces, definitely a must. So you have been listening to Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bye for now. Thanks.